0: Be destroyed by a bunch of nut jobs.
1: I can't hear that clip enough. I think that's hilarious <laughs> and probably really good politics. Yes. No. No. No expert would have written anything like that, and that is maybe a better line than anything he could run say at every gathering. Clear up till November third.
0: Yep. Yep. You heard the reaction there. A <laughs> couple of bits of Second Amendment news you might find interesting. Number one, the St. Louis couple, the McCloskeys were charged with felony unlawful use of a weapon after aiming their guns at protesters during a Black Lives Matter demonstration in June. It was actually a a, uh, a riot, or a near riot. There was damage to property, etc. There were death threats made to the couple. They brandished weapons in an effort to keep the rioters off of their property. At any rate, they made their first appearance in court Monday morning. Their attorney, Joel Schwartz, told reporters the couple was anxious to prove, quote, with absolute certainty they did not commit a crime. He said, "Um, we are simply anxious to remove all the noise from this case, move the case forward, have the facts heard by a jury, and let the jury decide whether or not the McCloskeys committed any felony offenses because we are convinced with absolute certainty that there was no felony committed here. I would bet my next paycheck they are never convicted of a felony.
1: Not a... that's laying it on the line right
0: there yeah joe getty betting his next paycheck well i tell you what if they are convicted god help this country i would absolutely stockpile weaponry and ammunition oh and a second story of note you may have seen this video online if you tend to do that sort of thing um uh, a fella was, uh, t- was confronted and attacked physically by Black Lives Matter protesters in Tallahassee, Florida. Captured in a widely shared video, he, and he uh, pointed a gun at them to make them back off after they'd already assaulted him. Uh, the city announced he will not face charges. Um, the city announced this in a news release Sunday in which the city repeatedly br- blamed protesters for putting public safety at risk. By holding a protest without a permit, the man was, quote, under attack before lawfully defending himself, the city of Tallahassee said. The video of the incident shows a tense scene between the armed man, who the Tallahassee Democrat called a counter-protester, and Black Lives Matter uh, protesters, and there was a scuffle. I will tell you this, virtually without exception, and you will never hear this on the mainstream biased media. The folks, for instance, in Portland, your uh, Patriot Prayer folks, Proud Boys, whoever the far-right groups are that are discussed, they go to march knowing they will be assaulted. They know with absolute certainty they will be assaulted. Just like any conservative who attempts to voice their, their point of view is assaulted. In Portland, for instance. The difference is these groups are ready to fight back. And for that, they are called violent and extremists. When, if nobody had showed up and attacked the guys in the pickup trucks, they'd have just driven through Portland and then gone home. But the media makes it out that, oh, they brought the violence because they're willing to defend themselves. Now, they're willing to defend themselves good and hard. I'll I'll admit that. Uh, But why shouldn't they? Um, So way to go. Anyway, uh, good decision, Tallahassee. Well done.
1: So your rolling average of COVID cases and deaths are continue to be down? It doesn't get a lot of media attention? like I, I
0: haven't heard that.
1: Just saw the headline that we've crossed whatever many cases in the country. People get excited about that, I guess. But anyway, new cases are down 17%. Deaths are down 15%. The rolling average is now uh, uh, well under 1,000. So it's going the right direction, and I'm happy about that, uh, the media coverage aside. Um But this story got a lot of attention yesterday, and this is statistically true. 94% of Americans who have died from COVID so far, what's the total now? 180? Something like that, yeah. 94% of Americans who died from COVID had contributing conditions, according to the CDC. Other, quote, types of health conditions and contributing causes. Uh, for deaths with conditions or causes in addition to COVID, on average, there were 2.6 additional conditions or causes per death. On average, 2.6. Not even just one other, mm-hmm. but several other. Uh, influenza, pneumonia, respiratory failure, respiratory arrest, circulatory conditions such as hypertensive diseases, cardiac arrest, heart failure, uh, diabetes, Alzheimer's, all kinds of different things.
0: Right. And folks of a particular ideological bent, including a lot of people listening, I would guess, immediately uh, leapt uh, onto social media and said, look at that, only 6% of the deaths are actually COVID-19. And then Twitter, not to get off on this tangent, but in a very odd maneuver, Twitter started taking down any tweets that were linking to the CDC, to the actual statistics of the doctors and the scientists. We're, we're listening to the scientists. But you couldn't because they took down those links, which I would suggest to you is a new level of Twitter being activist editors and it's not good. Not good. But having said that, it's it's really easy to misinterpret those statistics. It's not nearly as simple as it seems. Because I mean COVID 19 causes some of those things. Right. And the way it's reported varies hospital to hospital. So if you die of COVID and pneumonia, you might you would never would have had pneumonia if you didn't have COVID. So it's it's just more complicated than it seems.
1: That's different than if you went into it with high
0: blood pressure and emphysema. Oh, right, right. And got COVID and died. Yeah, and then there's the question of degree. I mean, I have hypertension, but it's treated pretty successfully. Um, as opposed to, you know, a 70-year-old who has untreated severe hypertension. That's a, that's a very different scenario. So it's I would be careful about those statistics. The, the way they're compiled, if you're a freshman... In college, in a stats class, you would uh, you would get a very low grade for that statistical study. It's just way too vague.
1: Well, if you um, there's no reason to get excited about a disease that kills everybody in America with high blood pressure either. I mean, (laughs) oh no, that that wouldn't be a good thing. It might mean mean I'm out of the woods because I don't have high blood pressure, but
0: it's still something you gotta you gotta worry about. Right? It's still worrying. It's still a tragedy, Um, but there is no easy solution there's no solution where we escape unscathed as a country um, and i'm talking about psychologically uh, economically health-wise aside from the vid and the vid and my gripe is as it's always been the politicians and so-called leaders are only looking at the covid and it, we've uh, listen this this has uh, come to pass it's terrible the the lord or fate or science or china has visited upon us a terrible disease, but we just have to minimize the damage it does and, and, and get on with our lives.
1: So I'll get those new poll numbers uh, that are out in a little bit and not dwell on them because you might be tired of that sort of thing. That's well, a snapshot. I enjoy looking it's at a snapshot. Snapshot after the conventions, Joe. Right. Snapshot. Give me a gif. <laughs> um, this story is out of Charlotte, North Carolina, where we used to work, and I used to do a lot of drinking. And this story is drinking-related. Ah, uh, yes. And I drank in the south end area of Charlotte. Um, a Beer Hall has banned customers who drink directly from the tap. You're not allowed to do that? They permanently <laughs> banned a customer. That's frowned
0: upon around here. That's a big night.
1: After they was seen on video uh, drinking directly from the tap. Well, as Saturday long as you night. don't put your mouth on it, who cares? Well, this is, this is a very specific new type of
2: bar that I've seen pop up where... You essentially prepay, like I want twenty bucks on this card, yeah. and then you can go around with your glass or your pitcher to their wall of taps. Oh yeah, I've done and, that. With and wine. you fill your own things. Wine, a much better deal. I actually have an underlying theory that these bars are scams and nobody should go to them. Ah. Uh, because, you know, they're incentivized to over, over carbonate because you're charged on how much is poured, not how much mm. you actually get in the glass.
1: Oh. Um, so so it's ripe for, I figure, for I scandal. Would, I would figure it's like all all you can eat buffets. It works out for me as a glutton or a drunk. <laughs> right. But yes. but they make their money on the, the person who, you know, has a beer and a half. I'm but starting th- to feel lightheaded. Get out of here,
0: <laughs> but it's not an You're all judgmental <laughs>
2: drunk it's not an all you can eat thing where you you don't pay twenty bucks and then you get to have as much as you want. You pay twenty dollars, you put it in the you you swipe your card before you pour and then it subtracts the amount that you pour from your card
0: uh, right or, so you can try a bunch of different beers.
1: Yeah. Kind of fun,
0: but, but I gotta to, again, believe a lot of, your, uh, lot of your
1: a lot of your lightweights, or, or maybe you call them normal people. Um, uh, don't uh, don't use the whole thing. <laughs> you're just going
2: around looking for for discarded cards with some <laughs> some balance on them.
1: Um, <laughs> like uh,
2: you're walking around finishing people's drinks. You ever, you ever been at the horse track and you see people like picking up the the, the tickets on the ground?
0: Oh, no, that's not one. Yes, I have. Oh, I've I've been that guy. I'm afraid. <sighs>
2: so
1: this uh, this bar, the <laughs> Hoppin' Beer Hall, put out a statement on Sunday after this video went viral. Last night, an incident took place at Hoppin that was completely unacceptable.
0: Just a point of order, Mr. Chairman. Is it H-O-P-apostrophe-N? H-O-P-P-I-N apostrophe. -apostrophe. Okay. All right. Just curious. I knew it had to be clever and involve an apostrophe.
1: An incident took place at Hoppen that was completely unacceptable, not indicative of how we run our establishment and will not be tolerated.: Oh,
0: for goodness sakes
1: the, the individual res-
0: statement I know. has become an art form in the modern world.: The
1: individual isn't it? responsible for the incident has since been permanently banned from Hoppen.: Oh, for God's sake. <laughs>
0: What was the one we read the <laughs> other day that was that so
1: incredibly
0: cr- self-serious?
1: Oh, lighten up! A drunk person thought it'd be funny to stick their mouth under the tap.
0: We take our <laughs> responsibilities very seriously here at Hopin', <laughs> and it's condemned in the strongest possible terms. Of I, blah, don't, blah, I, blah, I don't. I don't want to
1: go to that place. Hopping is it called? Because I understand people stick their mouths right on the tap.
0: <laughs> it sounds unsanitary. <laughs> what with COVID about? <laughs> can a guy make a living writing those overly serious uh, statements it was a girl too if i'd have been with a group of people and
1: one of the chicks turned her head upside down and ah. her mouth on the top, i would have been on the floor laughing
0: yes <laughs> yes i want to party with you baby <laughs> she should
2: go back to that place with like a fake mustache and try to try to get past the, the bouncers
0: we and Hoppin deeply regret the behavior which was exhibited but the individual has been banned for life Oh, for the... <laughs> what have we become as a country?
1: <laughs> Where is our sense of humor? Trying to have a little fun on a Saturday night. Now, again, was her mouth on the tap? I think so, yes. Well, wipe it off. Exactly. It's, it's, it's
0: alcohol in yeah, there it's a, life. It's a cleanser. It's fine. Everybody will be
1: fine. 80% of the dudes in that place would have willingly let her stick her tongue in their mouths oh, that night.
0: Unnecessarily graphics <laughs> here.
1: Hey, and people are going to be upset that she her lips touched the tap. That's hilarious.
0: Let's roll the dice. That's what I think.
1: Um, uh, new poll numbers. So we'll touch on those. It's as yeah. Joe said. It's a snapshot in time. Yeah, it's just,
0: it's, don't quote me. Oh uh, boy.
1: Oh, there's new Jerry Falwell Jr. Fallout. Oh no. From the oh, I'm sorry to hear. From you. the Thrupple. That and other stuff on the way.
0: Armstrong.
3: People keep on saying, I think that y'all, you and Republicans, are
1: in cahoots. cahoots." They're saying that they're paying you to
0: to do what you're doing to be a distraction.
2: Bro, can't nobody pay me?
0: (laughs) You got more money than Trump. I got more money than Trump. (laughs) (laughs) Kanye, Is one advantage of being super rich. Yeah,
1: nobody's going to, yeah. How could you, well, one, he's crazy. Two, he's got too much money to pay him to do anything. Sure. Um, a couple the most interesting polling thing I've heard out of all the polling things I've heard about the presidential election, the most interesting one coming up in like one minute. But first, this just old fashioned, boring polling stuff. Um, this is uh, with both conventions over. Uh, Biden has an eight point lead nationally. National numbers aren't that useful since that's not the way we do the election. You could win every single vote in California and New York, for instance, and you'd get the same number of delegates if you, if you won 59, 51 to 49. So uh. we all know how that works. But the battleground states, those numbers are kind of uh, important, and uh, Trump is not in good shape in the battleground states. In this poll, this is a morning consult poll. He's down by 10 in Arizona, down by 10 in Michigan, down by 10 in Colorado, down by 9 in Wisconsin, down by 7 in Minnesota, down by only 4 in Pennsylvania. These are by far the biggest numbers I've heard. Me too. And that's a morning consult poll It's out today. Is it an outlier? Has there been a shift? I don't know. Um, everybody I, yeah, expects, it, expects it to tighten as we get closer.
0: But Sounds like an outlier. outlier to me. <laughs> Everything's been moving in the other direction.
1: Certainly could be. Um, But here's the most interesting polling numbers that I've heard. So this is a Pew Research poll, and it had Biden up by eight points nationally, which is about where they've been for, you know, several months now. But in that same poll, asking the same people who they thought would win, overall, they thought Trump would win. 51 to 46% of people thought Trump would win. So in the same poll in which Biden has an eight-point lead... A, th- of a 5% win for Trump in terms of who you think will win.
0: Man, I'm going to have to do some serious thinking about that. How the heck does that happen? I guess it's... Uh, wow. The poll indicates... Sorry, what state is that? That's
1: nationally. Nationally, okay. So nationally, Biden's way ahead, but most people think Trump will still win. The poll indicates that voters either believe the race will shift back to Trump or that the polling is completely wrong. But... It doesn't square with the current results,
0: obviously. Right. Right. I well, don't know what to think of that. That's multi-layered head scratching yeah, it right is. right there. It I mean, really obviously. Is. I, I could uh I mean obviously I could lean one way but think the result is gonna be different. I mean, for instance well, yeah, I mean an obvious example. If you live in a blue state like Cal Unicornia, for instance. And you think your absolutely fabulous uh, candidate for governor is going to lose? Um, that would explain that, wouldn't it? I don't get it nationally, though. Huh? Anyway, Jack, beware of the what's it called? I don't know if
1: that helps Trump or hurts Trump. If 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 a lot of the Trump crowd thinks now nah, it's going to be just like with Hillary, he's going to pull it out at the end. Does that? Hurt him and keeps people home, or I don't know. I don't because since that could be since turnout is the whole game. Almost everybody's made up their mind. I've been listening to more podcasts by experts explaining how this is more about turnout than they usually are, and they're always about turnout. It's turnout, turnout, turnout. Who shows up makes all the difference in the world. But
0: what about the Red Mirage?
1: I don't know about the Red Mirage. The, the Red. Superhero? You heard of
0: the Red? What is, is that, that a, a new su- Avengers character? The Red Mirage.
1: <laughs> is he stronger than
0: Thor? Is it a K-pop group? <laughs> um no it's uh, there's a uh, top democratic uh, data and analytics firm told axios <clears throat> that it's highly likely <clears throat> excuse me the president trump will appear to have won potentially even in a landslide on election night even if he ultimately loses when all the votes are counted
1: boy that uh, that could easily happen if if it turns out way more Democrats vote by mail than Republicans
0: and there are some theories that that will happen I can I'll give you this this company's reasoning some of it I think is pretty compelling some of it I think is uh, I make my uh, face mm. so uh, that to come uh, I'm gonna
1: nail down uh, Elon Musk's new invention which could be a you know change the way human beings
0: do everything really certainly changes the way pigs do things. <laughs> 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 and unmasking the naked bias of NPR. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. You said you wanna know me. Want me to open? COVID has taken this year. Just since the outbreak. It's taken more than 100 years. Look, here's the lives. It's just, it's a, I mean, you think about it. More lives this year than any other year for the past 100 years. We didn't edit that. <laughs> wow. That's not
2: edited, right? Do either, rank, do either of you know the point he was trying to make? That the
0: COVID's killed a lot of people.
2: But more so than any other year? Like, what was he comparing other I years? Know, that no, no, I think he was just well.
0: trying to talk his way out of a corner. <laughs> okay. I don't know if you've ever done that, but uh, it can get gruesome. Do we, have a, the, do we have the all-time king of talking himself into a corner and not being able to get out? <laughs> oh, hey, here's, here's a hint. He's a, uh, a hustler and a race baiter and a divider of Americans from each other, and he lies a lot. Anybody? Uh, sometimes Anybody? you just
1: have to eject from a sentence yeah. and start over. It'd be better than continuing to try to make it work.
0: <laughs> uh, yay or nay on that, do we think? Uh, it's, so it's all done on the fly, folks. Here we With, go. Without a net. We need a net. Or whether we have more to go to build a movement of resistance. But resist, we much. We must and we will much about that be committed. There you go. Now, just say you misspoke and <laughs> start again. <laughs> Trust me on this. Let's, let's hear Biden again. COVID has taken this year... Just since the outbreak, it's taken more than 100 years. Look, here's the lives. It's just, it's when you think about it, more lives this year than any other year for the past 100 years.
2: I'm starting to vibe with it. I think he's making a lot of sense.
0: (laughs) You know the thing, (laughs) boy. I wonder if it's the teleprompter conked out on him. You'd think you'd have your written notes in front of you, though, and you'd be pretty good at your stump speech. Of course, he hasn't made stump speech. Right. That was a train wreck. I mean, it's just, I mean, right? I, I, anyway. <laughs> the uh, the NPR story I was talking about yesterday that bothered me so much, and uh, I'm used to them being wildly biased, actively uh, covering up for their, size, uh, their side while masquerading as newscasters, but... I mean, if you're an advocate, say you're an advocate, and then advocate away. It's your First Amendment right. I have no problem with that. Um, but at least be honest about it. And what bothered me so much about what you're about to hear, and I want to talk about it just a little bit, is that it was under the guise. The premise was, there's so many advocates out there. We're going to give it to you perfectly straight. Uh, do you know the clip I'm talking about, Sean? I meant to tell you in advance. A 28, please. Protests and
2: street violence in this country compel us to follow a few differing narratives. One narrative is the simple statement of facts, protests against police violence and protests on the other side have triggered violence in Kenosha, Wisconsin, and Portland, Oregon. In Portland over the weekend, pickup truck drivers flying Trump flags clashed with protesters. Somebody opened fire, a person was killed, and a far-right group in Portland claims the man killed was a friend of theirs. We will keep seeking facts and keep in mind how much we do not yet know in this developing story. So that's one narrative. Then there's the narrative of the presidential politics, right, which are not there.
0: necessarily rel- And then he gets into a a reporter. So, there are a few different narratives. One narrative is the simple statement of facts, says the insufferably smug Steve Inskeep. Protests against police violence. Okay? That is not nearly entirely true, since there are legitimate protests against police violence, and there are Marxists antifa and blm uh marching to tear down the united states they say that themselves
1: so antifa's been bapping people on the heads all over the country for a long time long before george
0: floyd ever came along oh yeah dragging people out of their cars and beating them down the streets of Portland.
1: i'm not sure i ever even remember antifa mentioning any of the shootings do they even pretend that that's got anything to do with it
0: No, I don't think. Well, it's possible. I don't know. They might help. It might help their recruiting, but at any rate. So one narrative is the simple statement of facts. The first thing he says is wildly incomplete. Protests against police violence and protests on the other side. Wait a minute. What's the other side of that? Protests in favor of police violence. A wild mischaracterization of what's going on have triggered violence in Kenosha, Wisconsin, Portland, Oregon. In Portland over the weekend, pickup truck drivers flying Trump flags clashed with protesters, somebody opened fire, a person was killed. At this point, we knew who was killed already, and there was videotape of the guy doing the shooting. And the audio was available of, hey, we got two over here, we got two right here. And he ran over and shot the guy dead. Um, So that's just willfully leaving out facts. Um, a person was killed and a far-right group in Portland claims the man killed was a friend of theirs. Zero mention of far-left groups or any characterization of the groups at all perpetrating the violence, except that they were against police violence. That's how nakedly, wildly, aggressively, dishonestly biased NPR is these days. It's awful. Tell your friends. Make sure your friends know. Part of the reason I'm so enthusiastic about that idea is I, I watched slash read this really interesting scientific uh, paper on it was kind of an interactive thing. It's the sort of thing that Internet has brought us on networks and how ideas spread from a fashion trend to an idea to slang among teenagers, whatever. And it has to do with the number of contacts you have, how close they are, and what the percentages are somebody will adopt to the idea you're pitching or or whatever. Uh, But the long and short of it is it's important you put out these ideas to counter what's going on. Because it's actually tearing the country apart. A lot of good people listen to nakedly progressive radio and think they're well-informed when they're grotesquely misinformed. So counter it any way you can.
1: And then the the, you know, the stories that they choose to cover or not cover, there's so many things that they just don't do. That's the easiest bias that all news organizations do, what you sure. emphasize and what you don't. Right. Um, we're going to get to Elon Musk's torturing of pigs coming up in a little bit.
0: That's one way to put it. Speaking of bias. They seem like regular pigs. Are you anti-cyber pig? While
1: Joe was just talking about NPR, I was doing a little calculation here. So yesterday was uh twenty two years of us doing this program. Yes. Which means I allowed for vacations. We've been talking to each other, Joe and I, for twenty one thousand one hundred and twenty hours. Actually, you have to add in today, twenty uh twenty <laughs> one thousand one hundred and twenty two hours. I don't want to hear anything else you gotta say. I'm just not interested. I've heard everything
0: you could possibly say. <laughs> that's nice. That's a lovely thing to say. You seem to have hit a wall, folks. Yes, well, and I apparently 22 years in a day.
1: Is there anything else you could possibly say that I haven't heard before? I, I, After 21,122 hours. I have,
0: I have thoughts on the cyber pig. That's new. That's that. See, we have not discussed go. that topic. There you go. Elon Musk's, uh, why is he putting chips in pigs' heads? Its snout actually plugs into the USB port to recharge the pig. (laughs) Did you know that? Well,
1: that's handy. Uh, Yeah, if you didn't hear about this on Friday, it's interesting, and then we'll get to that next.
0: Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show.
3: Thanks for coming out. Um, so what you're, the, the beats you're hearing are real-time signals from the neural link in Gertrude's head. So this neural link connects to neurons that are uh, in her snout. So whenever she yep. snuffles around and touches something with her snout, the, that sends out uh, neural spikes, which are detected. There.
0: That's very interesting, Elon. Can you make it stop?
1: Elon <laughs> Musk gets involved in many things, and now pig abuse is one of them. <laughs> um, as he debuted on Friday with three pigs who had the Neuralink transmitter uh, uh, inserted in their head. Inserted, is that the right word?
0: Cyberswine.
2: Yeah. Uh, one who had it in for several months, another who had it in and removed and was fine cuz he wanted to show the reversibility of it that it's not mm-hmm. a, a permanent thing.
1: It's a brain machine
2: interface. But put
0: that thing in a pan, I'll be the judge of how good it is.
1: <laughs> it's a brain machine interface, which I think Elon's going to explain here.
3: So I want to emphasize the the purpose of Neuralink. Like uh, what do we what's our goal? Our goal is to solve important spine and brain problems with a seamlessly seamlessly implant, implanted device. So you want to have a device that you can basically uh, put in your head, um, and feel and look totally normal, uh, but it solves uh, some, some important problem um, in your brain or spine.
0: Well, that takes some of the fun out of it. It's, a, it's a, an amazing effort to help those with spine injuries and neurological issues. Later on, he got into you could save and record memories, and then
2: those could possibly be downloaded, and downloaded into another body or a robot oh. later. So it, it, gets,
0: it gets really out there really Wait quickly. Wait a minute. Yeah. So I could own a JoeBot? And I could say to it, hey, what did I do on my 25th birthday? Uh-oh. Oh, what a night that was. It would tell me. <laughs> <laughs> you did a few things you might not want to hear about.
1: Or if you're the pig, what did I do last Thursday? I laid around in my stall. <laughs> I ate some corn. <laughs> so Same he, old I day. don't
0: think pigs are the end game, all right, Jack?
1: <laughs> and they put it in pigs, I assume, because they didn't want to be putting it in people yet.
2: Sure. Uh, just not that stage of approval. What's um, it? What's
1: it look like?
2: Uh, it's a little bigger than a quarter. Has a couple wires going off the uh, going off the edge of it. Yeah. Um, it is thinner in diameter than your actual skull, so it actually kind of gets in into your skull. So it's like a, just a smooth. Okay. You don't mm-hmm. have like a bump on top of
0: your head or anything. Does it come like in that.
1: fashionable colors?
2: Uh, well, you can't see it. It's. Uh, oh, it's they okay. use a. Uh, do they skin. use a
0: router to dig out your your skull so it fits in like a little notch?
2: Kind uh, I guess they didn't go too. I needed to be
1: flush with my head.
2: That's essentially what they what okay. they were describing. But uh, one of the more interesting things on this is that uh, the surgery robot that essentially does this is some. It seems to be a high tech thing, and I could easily see the the Neuralink was the thing they got, but the surgery robot might be the thing that have a more immediate large hmm. impact on society.
1: Hold yeah. still. <laughs> Here comes the surgery robot. <laughs> I don't need the surgery. Hold still. What are you going to do to me? Hold still pins me to the wall and
0: starts boring into me. The doctor robot said this was necessary. <laughs> Nobody said anything to me. Zzz, zzz, zzz. <laughs> oh
1: boy, so much blood. So oh. <laughs> Is there another clip from Elon? Uh, yeah, he goes on to kind okay.
2: of go oh, to further describe the sort of things it could do. So our, our first clinical trial. Oh, this is another one of the very smart people he works with. I didn't catch this gentleman's okay. name. All right. So our, our first clinical trial is aimed at uh, people with paraplegia or, or tetraplegia, uh, so cervical spinal cord injury. We're going to enroll. Uh, we're planning to enroll a small number of patients uh, to make sure the device is safe and that it works in that case.
3: Uh, yeah, so actually just to elaborate on that, um, if somebody is um, like a severe spinal cord injury, uh, you know, to the degree that they, they, even, they have um, very limited control even uh, over their facial muscles, I think something that's very exciting as a long-term application is if you can, if you can sense what somebody's trying to do with their limbs, what they want to do with their limbs, um, then you can actually uh, uh, do a second implant that's at the base of the spine or, or wherever just after wherever the spinal injury occurred and you can you can create a neural shunt uh so we i, I think long-term i'm confident that long-term uh it will be possible to restore somebody's full body motion
0: wow wow what? so the human body and and all of our motor you know abilities are hardwired and he's talking about going around it with Bluetooth. Now, that first j- person speaking, that was the pig. That was a brilliant insight, by <laughs> the way. <laughs> you should you should have waited a second and appreciated my insight before you made your idiotic pig joke.
1: <laughs> that was the pig.
0: That's how well that Neuralink works. Did you hear that, pig? He sounded brilliant. Oh, that's great.
2: <laughs> Thank you.
0: Yeah, look how far we've come in teaching pigs to talk. <laughs> Keeping in mind that Elon Musk is the guy whose company... Under his tutelage, invented a reusable rocket that now shuttles astronauts and goods back and forth to the space station. Then lands, they you know buff it and use it again.
1: He also dated Amber Heard, so his judgment's not always perfect.
0: Well, <laughs> yeah, seemed, what do you... he broke up with
2: her. Judgment seems fine to oh, me Okay, ding. Uh, th- during this presentation, they also had a one of the pigs with the the chips in on a treadmill, which was a delightful sight as well. <laughs> and, and it was showing how the Neuralink was picking up on the brain's intent to move the legs before the legs moved, and it was able to accurately predict and uh-huh. match up in real time with what the pig was actually trying to do, wow. which goes to what he was talking about there, where the Neuralink can it can interpret your brain's intent and then Bluetooth it, the way Joe put it, to your spinal cord and let you get back full motor function. So it's okay. incredible. So that, I'm glad that, you
0: appreciated my insight, Sean.
1: That <laughs> makes the whole, I can, you know... Uh, run my computer with my mind, move the cursor around. That's that's nothing, obviously. If I can move my legs and stuff like that.
0: Sure, right. yeah, it'd be a miracle. Yeah. Elon,
2: can this give me superhuman strength? Answer the question. And will Mm -hmm. I use it for good or evil?
1: That's a good question. That's up to me. Let's find Um, out. (laughs) um, Anyway, that'd be obviously an unbelievable leap forward.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, Again, an awe-inspiring miracle for those who've, uh, you know, had terrible things befall them. It's a beautiful thing. I hope they can get that going. Got to get that pig off the treadmill, though, while he's still (laughs) well-marbled and delicious. I don't want any dang chewy bacon from that thing.
1: Would you, uh, if it's safe, it's been around for a couple of years, it's working fine. Um, would you get the thing put in your head so you could run your computer with your, uh, your mind instead of having to touch on it with your fingers? You just, you just think, okay, open that page, open that page, click over there. Okay. Back up. You know,
0: mm, I'd get I get it done to... this afternoon. Uh, really? Uh, absolutely. I'd have to be sold on how this would help me putting stuff in my brain. I mean, come on. It reminds me of the whole, you know, your, your new smart home will open the garage door while you're still half a block away. Because, you know, my thumb is just, well, I I have no thumb. It had to be removed because pressing a button once to open my garage door caused so much damage. I mean, it's like, why? There's There's no need for that. If my life situation was relatively similar and that I, a uh,
2: single guy, accountable to nobody but myself, I think I would be, I would jump in line to, to try it out.
1: Um, the mm. idea of being able to store your thoughts and download them and like have a hard copy or your dreams or whatever, that is terrifying and will have uh, civilization ending
0: consequences. <laughs> Dion, what about the things I'd like to forget? <laughs> yeah, well, the more you learn about the human memory, the more you understand it's probably adaptive how much we forget.
1: Well, well, yeah, but how about, okay, so, but now we're going to have records of our thoughts somewhere, including things you sometimes think about loved ones that might not be, the, oh. in, the in the best moments, the best things for them to hear.
0: Anybody opens my lust file, they're going to be shocked. I mean, <laughs> it's, it's, yeah, look, I, I, I don't know. I just am.
1: <laughs> you look at Jerry Falwell Jr. and say, hold my beer. That's yeah. what you do. Um. Yeah, well, yeah. There's all kinds of different things. Everybody's lust file. Your wife's lust file. Your your wife's your mad at mad at you file. I mean, no, oh, no, no, don't need it. Yeah,
0: I'm, I'm trying to unzip that one. That's a big file. <laughs> I'm not an idiot intentionally.
1: Or what you occasionally might think about your kids or your kids think about you. It's just nobody needs any of that.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: I've always thought the ability to like hard store memories would just be amazing, though. Sure. Oh, I have a terrible memory. Well, everybody has a terrible memory, really. uh, Well, I have terrible memory by those standards, and and I'd love to remember more. And as we're all all learning, you know, we we shape our memories as we get older to fit the narrative of our our lives, and they could be completely different. You know, that thing that happened in fifth grade could be
0: completely different in reality. Imagine if you could go back and actually, you know, see it. I I first had that insight when they were hanging the gold medal around my neck at the Olympics. I realized memories are imperfect. <laughs>
1: That'd be so troubling to find out that is completely different than I've thought.
0: Yes, but it would be so mind-blowing. Just, uh, I think I would be so interested I could deal with it. But maybe not. <laughs> I mean, it could not erode, it could explode your self-image.
1: Oh, absolutely.
0: I'd rather not be exploded. Oh, speaking of things exploding, Scott Adams, the Dilbert guy, commentator, um, he, he just tweeted. Well, he tweeted a couple of days ago. I thought it was very amusing. What this country needs is a common enemy to pull us together. We need someone who is just as hated by Antifa, BLM protesters, and Michael Moore as they are hated by Trump supporters. That person is Mayor Ted Wheeler of Portland. And that, you know, how, how nice would it be if you could break bread, maybe enjoy a cold beverage with some Marxist lunatic from Antifa and say, listen, you and I, we disagree, but we can all agree Ted Wheeler is a heel,
1: Right. <laughs> A legitimate knock on Joe Biden from the Trump campaign yesterday. I don't know if you're aware of this, but uh, I think they, they, they landed a blow. Stay tuned.
0: Armstrong and Getty.